welcome to the True Tabernacle podcast channel. We hope that you find encouragement and inspiration during one of our sermons, discussions, or interviews. For more information regarding our faith community, connect with us on Facebook at our True Tabernacle page. And while you're at it, hit subscribe to this channel to stay connected. service on on Labor Day evening, and, uh, but we had just kind of missed one back a few weeks ago when the Sunday school had their bash and the kids going back to school, and so uh, we uh, are here tonight. Are you okay with that? God, we live in a... We're living in the end, end of the end times, and there's a lot of chaotic things going on in the world today, man, and I'm glad I know him. I'm glad I know him. I'm glad I know, amen, what he is capable of doing. First Thessalonians, if you will, this evening, amen, chapter 5. First Thessalonians chapter 5 and if you'll bear with me for just a moment amen Paul begins in chapter 5 when he talks about but of the times and the seasons brethren you have no need that I write to you for yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night and he goes on in here describing and talking to uh, the church and talking to us about what it's going to look like. Coming over to what I want to talk about beginning in verse 12, Paul begins to exhort the brethren. And uh, he says, And we beseech you, brethren, to know them that labor among you. Everybody say, Labor Day. There's your word for the day, labor. Know them which labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you. And to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake. And be at peace among yourselves. Now we exhort you, brethren, warn them that are unruly. Everybody say unruly. Warn them that are insubordinate. Comfort the feeble-minded, support the weak, be patient toward all men. See that none render evil for evil unto any man, but but ever follow that which is good, both among yourselves and to all men. Verse 16, rejoice evermore. Say that with me. Rejoice evermore. Read along. Pray without ceasing. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. And then verse 19, he says, quench not the spirit. Don't stifle it. Don't suppress it. Amen. Because we as Christians can do that. 
Amen. We can, we, can, we can stifle it and we can kind of hold it down and suppress it. But he said, that's not what I want you to do. Don't quench the spirit. Let the spirit move, right? Come on, turn to your neighbor and say, let the spirit move. Our flesh can quench it. Man, we have a choice. I choose not to. Despise not prophesyings. Prove all things. Hold fast that which is good. Abstain from all appearance of evil. The translation says every form. Every form of evil. Abstain from it. And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray, God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Faithful is he that calleth you who also will do it. Faithful is he that calleth you who also will do it. Lord God, we thank you once again, amen, for this day and the hope that we have in you. Amen. We know, God, you're able, amen, to minister each and every need here tonight. And for the next little while, I pray, God, your word would find a place in us. And let our ears be open to hear, hearts open to receive what you would speak unto us. And everybody say in Jesus' name. God bless you. you may be seated. Amen. Common courtesy is something that seems to be disappearing from our society. The words, things like please and thank you. At a deal recently where somebody was cleaning up the tables and, and uh, I said thank you, telling them I thank you for your service, thank you for tending to us, thank you for cleaning this up and there was no response. And then somebody else said thank you. I was observing at that point, not a word. Finally, somebody else said, thank you. And I could see their lips move a little bit. The point simply is that things like please and thank you seems to be vacating the premises. Somebody holds a door open and you're too busy chit-chatting. You just walk on through without saying thank you. Now, sometimes people will say, when they do that and you don't respond, they will say, you're welcome. Now, I promise you they didn't say it in the right manner because they were just kind of letting you know, I just opened the door for you being, courtesy, uh, being a courtesy and kind, and you said nothing. So I'm just letting you know you're welcome. Thank you. Please. And I say that because the spirit of thanksgiving, I think, is forgotten. I'm not talking about the holiday. Amen. Because I think this is a spirit that's got to be prevalent 365 days out of the year. Amen. I do like my Christmas music. Amen. I don't necessarily like it in July. Amen. And uh, some people complain because they're listening to it in November. But understand this. You see a lot of things that happen for purpose. 
Black Friday ads. I don't go Black Friday shopping. They got me out one time and that was one time too many. Way too many people. No matter where you went, parking lots full, streets full. Finally, at that point in time, it was about midnight, one o'clock in the morning, and I said, let's go to Steak and Shake. I was tired of that stuff. If you even tried to buy something, you had a line that was just so long, you didn't feel like waiting in it. Amen. So people have a, a tendency to gloss over Thanksgiving, what it means, what it's all about. Amen. God, like us, we are, we are made, the Bible says we're made in His image. Amen. God is like us in a sense. And I believe that God desires some of the same things that you and I do. I believe that God wants us to say thank you. Pastor, I don't feel like it tonight. Amen. Don't worry about it. I don't care how bad we feel. We still need to have a spirit of thanksgiving when it comes to God. It's like that song we say, thank you, Jesus, thank you. Thank you, Jesus, thank you. I will thank you all the days of my life. No matter what's going on in my life, no matter how bad it is uh, or how good it is, uh, I'm going to thank you for it, Lord. He deserves our thanksgiving. Turn to your neighbor and say, God wants you to say thanks. Every now and then, you need to be able to get those words out of your mouth and say, thank you, Lord. In fact, the psalmist uh, wrote in Psalm 100, 1 through 5, he said, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Everybody say, all ye lands. Come on, shout with your voice tonight. Say, thank you, Jesus. Serve the Lord with gladness. Oh, Pastor, you don't understand. I'm just, it's, it's been a bad day. And, and uh, you know, I, you, well, you know, and, and we just mully, we're in the mully grubs and we just whine around. Hey, Amen. I'm telling you, even if you're in the mully grubs and things aren't going well, you need to stop for a moment and say, Lord, it's not going well. You know it. But I'm thanking you for the moments and the time and the breath that I have in my body right now. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his praises his, his presence was singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God, and it is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are, everybody say, I am his. We are his people, and we are the sheep of his pasture. Verse 4, it says this way, enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Amen. Every time we come in the house of God, we need to have thanksgiving on our lips. Amen. We need to tell him, thank you, Lord. I'm glad I can be here one more time. Thank you, Lord. I'm glad I can worship you one more time. Thank you, Lord. I'm glad I can get together with my church brothers and sisters one more time. Thank you, Lord. Amen. That we can sing unto you tonight. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Hey, listen, we need to do it. We, let me say it again. Sometimes we don't feel like it. Amen. Sometimes we don't like, we don't want to raise our hands. Uh, amen. But sometimes that's the best thing that can happen uh, is when we just raise our hands uh, and we're thanking Him uh, and we're praising Him, right? You say, but Pastor, you, it's laborious. You got to labor to do that. Well, it's Labor Day tomorrow. And so we're going to talk about laboring to serve the Lord. 
laboring to work in the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. The, white, the fields are white on the harvest. Amen. They're ripe. They're ready to go. But what is the problem? The problem is the laborers are few. Turn your neighbor right now and say, uh-oh. The laborers are few. Amen. We get all entangled, Brother Howard, in all the other stuff that's around us. Uh, and we fail to realize that what we need to give God is our best. Not our leftovers. Give our best. Give Him what we have. Amen. Serve God. Praise Him. Be thankful. Lift Him up. Amen. Know that He hears and He wants your praise. He wants you to say thank you for what you've done in my life. Amen. He wants you to say, Lord, I appreciate what you've done in my life. Amen. Hallelujah. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, course with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. Why? Let's say it again. For the Lord is. Say it again. The Lord is. His mercy is. Come on, we can do louder than that. His mercy is. And his truth does what? Endure to all generations. In other words, God desires for us to praise Him and to give Him thanks. And it needs to be passed down from generation to generation. Amen. It needs to come from grandpas and grandmas to their kids, to their grandkids, to their great-grandkids. When they're around us, we need to teach them and let them know that He is God. Amen. He is supreme. He has all authority. And we worship Him and we praise Him and we lift Him up. God desires that. He wants us to serve Him and to praise Him. Amen. Amen. It's hard to give God thanks when you're in the midst of trouble. In the second chapter of the book of Jonah, it tells us a story. Jonah's problem was when God said, I want you to go to Nineveh and cry out against them. Let them know that judgment is coming. Preach to them. But he decided to become rebellious. No, they're pagans, they're heathens. They will kill me. We don't do things like that. You know the story. Amen. He ended up in the belly of a great fish. And in that belly of the great fish, in Jonah 2, verses 9 and 10, he said, But I will sacrifice unto thee with a voice of thanksgiving in the middle of his trouble at the bottom of the sea in the belly of a great fish he said I will praise or sacrifice unto thee the voice of thanksgiving I will pay that that I have vowed why? because salvation is of the Lord And after having that conversation, uh, amen, the Lord spoke to the fish uh, and the fish come up uh, and spit him out on dry land. But it was in a tough place. There was, he was in trouble. Amen. He rebelled against God. But in the midst of that trouble, he understood, I messed up. 
Let me tell you something tonight. I don't care what you're going through. I don't care what's going on in your life. Amen. You still need to have a spirit of thanksgiving and gratitude in your heart unto him, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Why? Because he will respond to you. In other words, Jonah gave thanks and he was delivered. Understand this, sometimes your deliverance might be waiting on your thankfulness. It might be waiting on your gratitude. It might be waiting on the Lord opening that door of salvation to you, uh, opening up that door and you're just kind of walking through uh, and you're, not, you're ungrateful, you're really not thankful for what he's done in your life. But I'm here to tell you, uh, you being here tonight, needs, uh, amen, it deserves, God deserves your praise and your thanksgiving and a spirit of gratitude uh, to say, Lord, I want to thank you, amen, that I'm here tonight, uh, amen, that I can lift you up, that I'm here worshiping you. I thank you, God, for touching my life. I thank you for saving me. Uh, I thank you for healing my body. I thank you for changing my life. Amen. So in the midst of your trouble, in the midst of your problem, in the midst of your situation, whatever's going on in your life, amen, just stop for a moment and begin to talk to the Lord and say, Lord, I want to thank you. In the midst of my problems, in the midst of my situation, amen, whatever's going on in your life, and you say, Lord, I'm still going to thank you. I'm still going to praise you. I'm, I'm grateful, Lord God. I'm full of gratitude unto you, Lord. Amen, because I know without you I'm nothing. Because you are great, I'm small. Amen, there's nothing that I can do without you. Amen. So you need to get to the place to where you just say, Lord, I, want, I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Amen. Sometimes we're in need. Sick in body. We don't understand what's going on. Amen. Sometimes it's just things don't make sense. But I read the story in Matthew 15. story about Jesus having compassion. Beginning in verse 32, he had, he had compassion on the multitude because they, was, they stuck with him. They continued with him now three days, he said. And they have nothing to eat. How many of us could go three days right now without eating anything? Right? Boy, we'd be, whew, we'd be a mess. But he said, you know what? They've been with me for three days and they haven't eaten anything. He said, I'm not going to send them away fasting lest they faint in the way. And then his disciples piped up and said to him, whence should we have so much bread and wilderness as to fill so great a multitude out here? Yeah. They were looking at it through a carnal mind. They're like, Lord, we got all these people. How in the world are we going to feed them? And he said to them, how many loaves have you? And they said seven. And a few little fishes. And he commanded the multitude to sit down on the ground. He took the seven loaves and the fishes and he gave thanks and he broke them. And he gave to the disciples. And the disciples gave to the multitude. And they all ate. And they were filled. And they took the broke up the broken uh, meat. And, and, and was left. There were seven baskets full left. And they did eat. And those that ate were 4,000 men beside the women and the children. Put it this way. There was... A boatload of people out there in that wilderness. And they were there without food. You see, Jesus will have compassion on us. Hallelujah. 
Amen. No matter what we are facing in our life, we just need to realize that stopping for a moment, it might feel like it's a, a, a dry place. It might feel like you're weary. You might feel like I'm out in the middle of nowhere. I don't know what's going on. But if you just stop for a moment and begin to give God thanks and let Him know how much you appreciate Him, God will move and God will answer in a time of need. How many believes that tonight? Clap your hands and praise Him. Jesus, seeing this crowd, they were hungry. Amen. Jesus wants to feed people. Bible said he had compassion on them. He wanted to feed them. Amen. Let's, let's put it this way. Spiritually, sometimes we are hungry. And God just says, hey, talk to me a little bit. I'm willing to feed you here today. Amen. And we begin to thank him for it. All he had was a few loaves of bread and some fish. And, uh, and he shows thanks for what he had been given. And, and that was rewarded. And I believe it's an example for you and I to understand, amen, that if we just take the time to, to, to praise him for it and thank him for it, what, what, for him being in our life, amen, let me tell you this, you're going to be able to eat, amen, you're going to be able to eat of the good things of God, amen, you're going to be able, amen, to have the nutritious value of his word being uh, applied to your life, amen, the whole crowd was able to eat, why? Because of a little bit of thanksgiving. In Luke, the 17th chapter, amen. The Bible tells us in verse 12 to 19, and as he entered into a certain village, there met him 10 men that were lepers. You know these stories. They're nothing far out for you, amen. But they stood afar off. Why? Because they were unclean. They couldn't come among the population of the people. Amen. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said to them, go show yourself unto the priest. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back with a loud voice and glorified God. And he fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. He was a dog. He was an outcast. He wasn't a Jew. And when you read your Bible, you'll understand the feelings there. And Jesus said unto him, were there not ten cleansed, but where are the nine? There are not found that return to give glory to God. Save this stranger, this Samaritan. And then Jesus said to him, go, arise, go, go thy way. Thy faith hath made thee whole. In other words, you're not just cleansed, you are going to be Whole. I believe that his thanksgiving and his gratitude for what the Lord had done for him changed, amen, his position and now allowed him to be whole. In other words, if there was a missing part or if there was all these stuff, God, it was healed, baby, baby skin. Amen. I don't, I, don't know, I don't know what you believe on that, but that's what I believe. I believe he was made whole. They were cleansed. They could go show themselves to priests, uh, and they were cleansed. Uh, but I believe this guy was changed uh, dramatically. I believe he was made whole. And yes, the Bible said he was a stranger. And yes, he was a Samaritan. But God don't take that into account. 
God just sees a hungry need. God just sees somebody that's sick. God just sees somebody that needed a healing. God just seen a heart that was willing to turn around and just say thank you. Turn to your neighbor and say, he wants to hear you say thank you. Ten lepers cried out for healing. Jesus said, go, show yourself to the priest. Basically, what he was telling them was that, okay, you're already healed. They had no evidence of it yet. But isn't that what faith is all about? Everybody say faith. And it says, as they went their way, they were healed. But one turned back to give thanks. And he was made whole. So no matter what you're going through right now, no matter what the sickness is, the trouble, the family, whatever's going on in your life, just stop for a moment and begin to give God thanks and praise, showing that gratitude unto him, knowing that he deserves it. You know how bad it is for you when you do something for somebody and they don't even say thank you? We usually like, that'll never happen again. Bless God. I won't do that no more. Bless God. You can be that way. Don't get quiet on me tonight. You know that's what happens. You know that's what happens. You get that little, that little attitude going. And you're like, man, man, see if I do that again. See if I do that again. Bless God. I'll let the door hit you. <laughs> hey man, but understand, understand, understand. That's where we need to get. Hey Amen. When something like that happens in the natural, you need to realize, be appreciative when somebody opens a door for you. Be appreciative when somebody says thank you. Hey Amen. Where you return that and say you're welcome. Hey Amen. Be appreciative when you say something like, hey, you know, if somebody says to you, hey, how's your day going? That you just don't buzz on by. Amen. Just stop for a moment and say, man, it's going good. How are you doing? Amen. Or you could say, man, it's pretty bad right now, but God is good. Amen. God is good. Amen. Just realize how much more you know that you like to hear thank you and, and you like to see people have a little gratitude for what you do in their life. How much more do you think we, that God deserves our thankfulness, our gratitude? Our praise. Why? Because it sets us up into communication with Him. The one and the only one that can heal your body, that can save your soul, that can change your life. Amen. That can put you on the right track. Amen. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He is that which was, is, is to come. He's the Almighty. Amen. He is the one and the only one that can help you get to where you're headed. How many wants to go to heaven? Come on, raise your hand. How many wants to go to heaven? I hope everybody raised their hand. You want to go to heaven? Amen. I want to go to heaven. Amen. But I just don't get there just by, just by kind of nonchalantly serving God. I've got to serve him and have a thankful heart and let him know I appreciate everything that he's done for me. No matter where I'm at in this physical life. Last thing, amen, or not the last thing, but close, Luke 22, 17 and 19, 
Manny. He was with his disciples and he took the cup and gave thanks and said, Take this, divide it among yourselves, for I say unto you, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God has come. And he took the bread, he gave thanks, he broke it, gave to them, saying, This is my body which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. It's talking about communion. We use these scriptures when we do communion. Amen. The cup. Amen. Before drinking of the cup, he gave thanks. The bread, before eating of it, he gave thanks. And the same thought of thanks, amen, is carried on in 1 Corinthians chapter 11. Amen. It's carried on. We need, to, we need to say, you know what, Lord? Every time we go to partake of communion, Lord, I want to thank you. I want to praise you. Amen. I want to thank you for saving my soul. I want to thank you for your blood that's covered a multitude of sins. I want to thank you for what you went through. Your broken body for me. Amen. I want to thank you for salvation. I want to thank you for salvation. Turn to your neighbor and say, I thank God for my salvation. I thank God for my salvation. I, amen. He's my bread when I'm hungry. He's my water when I'm thirsty. I, amen. He's all of that and more. Amen. Why? I want to thank him for the opportunity that I have. Amen. Of him filling this earthen vessel with his spirit. Man, what a mighty God. Paul, 1 Corinthians 15, 57, here's what he said, but thanks be to God which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Paul went through a lot. Amen. The early church went through a lot. They went through a lot of persecution. Amen. Sometimes I think about what you and I would be capable of going through if it came down the pike and we had to face it. The persecution. Right? Amen. Sometimes we have a hard time just in our personal life and our personal relationship with people when they just kind of offend us a little bit. And we think the world is coming to an end because we've been offended. But yet we need to understand that even during the midst of persecution, God says, I will be with you. I will be that friend that sticketh closer than a brother. When you're in the midst of that, if you just kind of raise your hands and say, Lord, I just want to say thanks. I want, I want to say thanks, Lord, for saving my soul. I want to say thanks, Lord, for keeping me. I want to say thank you, Lord Jesus. You see, one of these days, there's going to be a rapture. The Bible says in a moment, an hour, that you think not. He's going to come. Amen. He's going to come for his church. And we got to be ready for that moment. And if, if it's in a, you know, if, it's, if the church is in the middle of persecution, we don't know what's going to happen from day to day. And they're talking about locking everything down again. Amen. Some, some countries are, are pushing it pretty hard and heavy. But here I'm telling you right now, I don't care what they do. I'm not going to let it cost me my soul or cost me my salvation. No matter what comes on the church or, or comes on this world, I, amen, I want to stay true to the word of God. And if it's persecution, we'll go through it. And it's happening in the church, we'll go through it. Amen, it happened in Paul's time in the other church. They got through it, yes. They, many of them paid for their lives. But I'm going to tell you something right now. They had a crown of glory laid up over, over yonder for them. Come on, somebody say praise the Lord. Understand, many of them were not delivered from it. But God helped them through it. Paul talks about the rapture. He'll take, he talks about this way. He talks about the rapture. Amen. And then slash, he talks about the saints dying in the Lord. 
Right? Amen. In other words, he said, you know what? One of these days, I'm going to come for the church. Amen. I, I'm going to come for your church. No matter what, what, where you're at. In, in, in fact, the Bible said the dead in Christ are going to rise first. Then we which are alive and remain are going to be caught up together to meet them in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Now, I don't know, I don't know where you're at in your, in your walk with God tonight, but you need to stop and thank God and say, God, if I go in the rapture, I'm happy. If I go by way to the grave before I go in the rapture, I'm happy. dead in Christ shall rise first and then us or those that are alive and remain we're going to be caught up together to meet them in the air and so shall we ever be with the Lord he says give thanks for the victory amen whether or not it is through persecution whether or not amen it's the rapture or whether or not it's, it's in death. Amen. Give thanks for the victory. Amen. Understand. You say, but we don't have victory yet. Well, give God thanks for it anyway. I give thanks because I know that I'm going to receive that one day. I know that one day I'm going to be in heaven with him and all of my brothers and sisters around the world. It's going to happen. Help me out, sister. It's going to happen. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. We're going to see it come to pass. Amen. We're going to see it come to pass. Come on, somebody say hallelujah. Amen. God's going to do great things. Amen. In this last day, we're going to see God, amen, minister in such a way, amen, that lives are going to be changed even in the last day. I'm believing that more people than ever before are going to be filled with His Spirit, buried in His name, lives changed. Stand together. Is that important, Pastor? I'm telling you what. It's as important as the nose on your face. I don't. That's why being here tonight should not be a waste of time. We should not come to church because it's church. We come in thanking Him. We come in praising Him. And on this Labor Day weekend, amen, I want to encourage you to understand that as they celebrate labor in this world, we need to celebrate labor as well in the kingdom of God. Amen. Labor in the kingdom of God. Knowing that our labor will not be in vain because God's going to do some great things we're going to play and sing something I'm going to open these altars and why don't you on this Labor Day weekend just come around the altar and raise your hand and just begin to give thanks amen show a little gratitude and graciousness to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ can you do that tonight amen come on just come on around the altar come on Nobody's going to jump on you. Nobody's going to pounce on you right now. Just come and raise your hands all across as a, as a body of Christ. Amen. All of us. Amen. Amen. Just raise your hand and just say, God, here I am. I'm giving you thanks. Come on. I'm giving you thanks. Can you do that? All over this place. Amen. Thank God for it. Thank God. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. 
We thank you, Jesus. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Lift him up. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. You're worthy of our praise. You're worthy of our praise. You're worthy of our praise. That's it. Raise your voice. Raise your hands. Magnify him. Lift him up. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, we bless your name, Lord Jesus. We bless your name, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's it. Come on. That's it, come on. That's it, come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Lift him up. Thank him. Worship him. Magnify him. Magnify him. Yeah.